Welcome to the Mighty Littles podcast. Hello to all the Mighty Littles parents who are listening to this podcast today. I am releasing a special podcast. This is one of the practical parenting podcasts, and I kind of, gosh, pivoted a little bit. I was going to do one topic, and then because of all the recent headlines in the news about baby foods, puffs, toxic heavy metals, the levels that they're finding in these baby foods, I decided to do a practical parenting that related to these toxic heavy metals. Well, how exactly do I do that? We're going to dive in and talk about the research and the science and the data and really what these reports are saying and where we go from here. But the practical aspect of it is that article titles are designed to get you to click on them. And they do that by tuning in to your sense of fear. And so if they write an article that says, hey, there are toxic metals in baby food, but we've known that for 20 years and they're really small amounts, you're not going to click on that. But if, they cl- if the title of the article is toxic heavy metals are in baby food that can lead to brain damage, well, of course we're going to click on that because it really tunes into our sense of fear. So my practical parenting tip for this month um, is going to be don't automatically jump into those clickbait articles and assume that you are doing something wrong for your children. It's so important to find the data and the science behind those titles and that's what I really try to do here is is give you the information that you need to make good educated decisions for your children and how to protect them from heavy metals because heavy metals are ubiquitous they are everywhere they are in our soil they are in the soil that our food is grown in it's going to get absorbed it it just is around us and so this new report has now created new headlines that have prompted new fear, but the science community and the pediatrician community, we've actually known about this for several years. Um, And so hopefully you guys will enjoy the information that I'm giving in this podcast and take away this idea that you need to get to the bottom of what these articles are saying. Don't just be driven by the fear of the headlines. That is my practical parenting tip for this month. Toxic metals um, in baby food, what does that mean for us? So last week, the U.S. House of Representatives Subcommittee on Economic and Consumer Policy released a report on heavy metals in baby foods. Specifically, they were talking about arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. Um, We've heard about arsenic in rice before, and I will be talking about that a little bit. We've heard about lead, specifically from lead pipes, from the Flint, Michigan lead lead, um, 
stuff that happened a couple years ago um, and from old lead paint in older homes and we do screen kids for that and then mercury where you where you hear about mercury is from the big fish right so if you get um, big fish from the ocean because they've eaten lots of smaller fish and then you've got this big accumulation of mercury you can have a big load of mercury if you're eating a lot of those bigger fish and I actually read the report and overall my take on the report is that it's really pretty good um, it's got good data points in it it explains why they're looking into it it's slightly political a few things in there that are political factual but still political um, and then at the end there's actually really clear recommendations for moving forward which I think is helpful for a lot of people the problem is that the headlines about this article are really striking fear so hey there's you're poisoning your baby by uh, feeding them baby foods from jars and cans and pouches and puffs um, and so parents are really worried about this now because of this report and less so because of the report and more so because of the headlines about the report um, so I thought that I would dig into a little bit more about the information and education that we can have about this topic so that when you see these things on clickbait titles you don't just get scared you actually have data to drive decision making for your kids which is probably the biggest thing that we want to do as parents so how did this report come about? I think that's the first question. So in April of 2020, um, Healthy Baby Food published a report stating that a national investigation had found that 95% of baby foods tested contain toxic chemicals that may lower babies' IQs. And that specifically is referring to lead and arsenic, right? So that came out in April. Because of that report, that prompted the U.S. House of Representatives subcommittee to launch its own investigation into what that report said and look at data as well. And their report came out last week. Hence now all these new uh, publications and news stories that are telling us, hey, there's toxic chemicals, toxic heavy metals in our baby food. They were looking at processed baby food. I think it's important to know that. So things like pouches, the baby pouches that we buy, the jars of baby food, teething biscuits, um, and puffs. Puffs is gonna come up quite a bit. This report does not address formula at all. So I just wanna make sure that you're totally clear on that, that this is not addressing formula, it's just addressing baby food. So let me give you a couple of key points on the kind of background science and research. Uh, number one, we're all exposed to heavy metals. These metals come to us from a variety of sources. There's inorganic arsenic present in food and water due to the fact that it's in the soil. So if you're eating potatoes or carrots or anything that was grown in soil, it's going to have had the opportunity to absorb some arsenic. Um, and while you may want to avoid all heavy metals, you're not gonna be able to. Uh, it's just impossible. So know that these heavy metals are all around us. Two, heavy metals is not a new issue. So it's it doesn't come as a surprise to me that these things are there. Back in 2015, um, Marion Nestle brought attention to the concern of arsenic in rice. And again in 2018, um, discussed the problem of arsenic in infant cereals. And as far back as 2016, the FDA proposed limits on arsenic and invited conversation about that topic, but really nothing has happened since then. 
Healthy Babies Bright Futures published a report on nine different brands of baby cereals, finding that there's six times more arsenic in rice-based cereals than there are in the other types of baby cereals. And so for me, uh, as a pediatrician, we used to recommend rice cereal as the first thing for babies to eat starting between four and six months. And that trend has really gone away. People are now more recommending you don't need to do the rice cereal, skip the rice cereal altogether, and just go straight to steamed vegetables that you mush up and fruits and um, sweet potatoes and avocados and things like that. And so, you know, I've been hearing about arsenic in these rice products for a really long time. So this is not new information. It's just new in this, this form, in this report. Um, point number three, <clears throat> it is unlikely, if not altogether impossible, to remove all heavy metals from foods. These metals, like I said before, are common in our environment. They get absorbed into plants as they grow in the ground, depending on where you live, your geographic location, fertilizers that are used, the processing that food goes through as we're preparing it and making it and putting it into jars and pouches or turning it into puffs. All of those things can contribute to the amount of heavy metals. That we know that the processing can be something that does affect these foods because if you look at cocoa beans, they're actually pretty low in lead. But if you look at processed cocoa powder and chocolate, they can actually be higher in lead. Um, point number four, these metals build up over time. Yes, we've all read novels that talk about arsenic program or arsenic poisoning or seen movies where the you know, child slowly poisoned the mom over time in order to gain the inheritance with arsenic. So truly these, these metals build up over time. And so the amount that you would need to ingest to poison somebody is huge. It's magnitudes higher than what we're talking about in what's in these baby foods. And so what we're worried about is that small amounts of exposure to heavy metals can build up in our body over time because it's not something that we just get rid of. Um, and that as we have that buildup, it can lower IQ, it can be associated with developmental delay, learning disabilities, and increased behavior problems. So that's really what we're worried about is this slow buildup in, in time. Um, so point number, I think I'm on number five, are processed foods different than non-processed foods? Uh, and that report really leaves us wondering to, for me, well, gosh, I did quite a bit of baby led weaning and I made my kids baby food. So am I in the clear? Do I need to be worried about this? Well, the congressional report only talked about processed foods. Nobody's done a report on non-processed foods. But if you go back to what I said earlier, that these metals are in the ground, that we grow our food in the ground, even if you create your own garden in your backyard and you're growing all of your food, depending on where you live, these toxic metals are still gonna be absorbed into the food in very small amounts. Um, and so I don't know for sure that processed foods are gonna be any worse than non-processed foods. Uh, and the same is true for organic, right? I think we believe, oh, I'm buying all organic. I bought the organic puffs for my kids. Therefore, that means that they're safe. No, organic just means that it is, is or isn't made with certain fertilizers and chemicals. And I, I'm not an expert on what makes it organic or inorganic and all that kind of stuff. But organic doesn't mean 
not bad necessarily. You can have organic fruit snacks that are 100% sugar. That's still not a great food to be eating. You can have organic rice puffs that still have arsenic in it. It, it, it doesn't necessarily equate to this is the perfect thing to eat. Um, all of those things said, we buy organic because I feel like limiting chemicals is gonna be good. And I'm a huge advocate for moving kids away from these processed foods and more to just stable, standard baby, um, baby led weaning type of things where they eat off of our plate and we just mush up what we're eating um, really, really quickly. So I'll just put that in as, a, as an aside. Um, and then last point for this section is how much will kids actually ingest? And so I looked through a ton of data. I follow Emily Oster, um, and she put out some numbers on this. So there's uh, a study in Bangladesh that links high arsenic exposure um, measured by arsenic levels in the urine to lower IQs in children. And so if you look at what their daily accumulation or their lifelong accumulation by the age of six was, they had over 200 micrograms over the six years of, first six years of life. So if we assume that our toddlers eat two servings of puffs per day for two years, that still is only 1,752 micrograms, nowhere close to that 200,000 mark. And so just know that the levels that we're talking about are really very small. So when the report came out, they left some next, they gave some next steps and recommendations. Um, and so I think those are really, really important to, to go through. And here's what the congressional report said. Number one, they want mandatory testing. They think that um, baby food manufacturers should be required by the FDA to test finished products, not the ingredients, not the raw ingredients that go into their product, but actually the finished product, because we know that there can be some increases in those toxic metals that occur during the process, the food processing process. Sorry, that's a lot of processes. Um, and I think that's a totally reasonable recommendation. Number two, labeling. Manufacturers, their recommendation is that manufacturers should be required by the FDA to report levels of these heavy metals on their food labels. I think that's all well and good and fine, and I'm not gonna complain about having things labeled. However, I think a point that they have lower down makes that kind of a moot point and who reads the labels really, like truly reads the labels. So I think that that in and of itself isn't going to solve this problem. Number three, have a voluntary phase out of toxic ingredients. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, FDA standards, this is the one that I think is more important. The FDA should set a maximum level of toxic heavy metals permitted in baby foods, and that those levels should be set to ensure that babies who are eating this food, who are going to accumulate it with time, are not going to have any side effects from these toxic heavy metals. I think that actually is the most important recommendation. Um, and while the FDA did make some recommendations about that back in 2016, we really haven't had a lot of forward progress on that yet. And then number five, they said was parent vigilance. So parents should avoid foods that contain uh, testing um, that's heavy in arsenic. And I, I don't disagree with that, but I do disagree with the premise that this is on the parents and, and not on the people that are producing the food. That I disagree with. So um, what are my takeaways then about toxic levels of heavy metal 
in the baby food that we are giving our kids. My takeaways are one, try to reduce processed foods and juice as much as possible. And I purposely say reduce and not eliminate because let's be honest, sometimes you need the puffs to get through your trip to Target and the grocery store or to keep your kids quiet while you're on a business call. And yes, we can make some homemade alternatives and yes, we can limit the amount that we're giving that are rice-based, I think that's really good but we're not gonna be able to get rid of it altogether. Some, I gave my kids puffs, absolutely, and they liked them. We used blueberries, shredded apples, not chunks of apples, but like literally use a cheese grater to shred your apples, black beans, yogurt bites, even goldfish and Cheerios. Those were some of our go-tos as opposed to the rice-based puffed puffs. We didn't use a lot of those. The second takeaway is choose less rice-based snacks, uh, which we've already kind of talked about quite a bit through this, so I'm not gonna um, belabor that point. Um, but you can choose oatmeal-based cereals for kids over rice-based cereals. Also, if, you're, if you eat a lot of rice at dinner, make sure you're cooking the rice in a lot of water, and that kind of will get, get some of that arsenic off of it, and then you can rinse it off. So point number three, we don't need to live in fear over this news. I know that the some of the headlines are very clickbaity to get us to read the articles, um, which is worrisome to me, but let's educate ourselves and make good decisions because from a practical standpoint, that's ultimately what parenting is about. Learning the most we can about what's gonna be helpful to our kids and making the best decision on that. So be mindful of the titles, but don't be fearful of the information. And then my last point, which is probably the biggest takeaway from this is variety, variety, variety. If you take nothing else away from the article that I wrote, the podcast that's coming out, this Instagram live, it's that every food on the planet has good and bad. Lots of different foods are gonna have different levels of heavy metals. Um, different foods have different levels of protein and sugar and fat. Fat used to be evil and now it's the thing that everybody's flocking to. So if, if you give your kids and yourself more variety, you will kind of um, average out what those risks are. You're gonna get good amounts of protein, good amounts of minerals, good amounts of vitamins, and really minimize those toxic heavy metals that you are ingesting. Um, an added bonus is that the more variety you give your kids, the more likely they are to be good eaters as they grow up. My kids still love pepper fries, red, yellow, green, orange peppers cut up into strips. That's what we, they, they called them fries for the longest time. They now know about McDonald's fries, so we call them pepper fries. And they still like apple slices as much as they like chips. I hope that you guys were able to get something out of that. The blog post, which is at um, mightylittles.com, that's on this, actually has links to all of the studies that I referenced while I was talking. So you can get much more information and more in-depth detail if you go to the blog post. Thank you for those of you that joined us this morning. I know it's super early um, and I hope you have a wonderful day. You keep saying it wrong. No, podcast.